0: right in the beginning of service go ahead and screw it up remember (laughs) this is dustin dustin is a prodigal son that came back to the lord not too long ago and i appreciate him doing that making that decision to come back to christ and live for him dustin we've had some good conversations about the lord we've had some good conversations about what you've been through in life and god's always been faithful to you he understands that he knows that and today he wants to be baptized. So Dustin, you confess Jesus as your Savior. Yes. So we're going to baptize you. Let me get this here. almost forgot. I'm doing it different today. I'm standing up. I want to get some leverage. We'll baptize you in the name of the Father, Jesus, his Son, and the Holy Spirit. come on in Aiden this is Aiden Rucker so proud of him as well take a seat here screwed up just a little bit I'm doing it for your benefit alright proud of Dust for Aiden as well in his walk with the Lord And the decision he made to want to be baptized as well to let you guys know of his decision and confess that to you. So, Mr. Aiden, you know God's got big plans for you. Can you believe in Jesus, his son, as your savior? Amen. I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, Jesus, his son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. We're going to have them dry off a little bit and stand right there at the bottom step. Dustin and Aiden. you guys can come through as we continue to worship. Give them a handshake. Let them know how proud you are of them. Praise to the Lamb that was
1: slain who has borne all our sin and has been still restained. Drive us again, fill our hearts with your love. May our souls be rekindled. Fire from above. Hallelujah, I'm the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, I'm the glory. Revive us again.
2: Hallelujah, I'm the glory.
1: God tells us so many things. But they're all obtainable. But some of them them are harder than others, right? But Psalm 126 said, When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, What amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. They sing. We praise you, God. Through the tough times, Lord, we know they will come when you do it again God we lift you up and we praise you in this place today God
3: walking around these walls I thought by now they'd fall but you have never
1: still stands great as your faithfulness i'm still in your hands above all things i'm still in your hands and i know you're there's some people going through some tough times we've seen some hard times but god we know you hold the world in your hand how could you not how could you not care for me i trust you god Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you, God. Does anybody feel that? His faithfulness? Thank him. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness, God. Oh, an awe and wonder of you, Lord. I am so thankful to be a Christian today. And I just don't want to do it any other way. I've thought about it. You know what? (laughs) Early on in my... And when I was saved, I, I mean, there was a lot to think about. There's a lot to consider to being a Christian. But when I, when I made that decision, I, w- I was all in. And uh, that's where you've got to live life in Christ. you got to live all in. I really believe that. <sighs> Joey, right? That's right. Amen. Be all in. That's, 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 that's the foundation of revival right there. If we're all in, how can can we not? I can tell you how we we cannot is if we're not all in. We don't want to half-heartedly serve the Lord. I'm preaching. I'm sorry, Rick. I just feel it. I want revival. Rick's been preaching on it. This will be the sixth week, I think. Man, I want it. I want it. I want revival. I want it. I want it right here. Come on. let's Let's do it. 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 Amen. Amen. Thank you for that applause because that means we're in it. All right. All right. Hey, greet your neighbor and say good morning. It's good to see you. Amen.
0: Go ahead and add on a little bit to what Carlin was saying just a couple minutes ago. uh, And I felt it while we were singing. If you're in the middle of something really, really difficult, and I know some of us are, don't be crippled by the moment. You have to continue living. Uh, you get you get drowned out in that moment, and you and you just kind of give up on things and stop. That's not the way God wants you to live. He is with you in the middle of it. Um, so press in. Don't press into the pain. Don't don't press into what's going on. Press into Him and let Him help you through that. All right, keep living. Also wanted to thank uh, the staff and the church for being there for me and my family, my dad and my brother, sister, all of our, our relatives. from. We buried my mom Thursday this week and uh, just thank you for everything you did for us during the week and continue to do for us in prayer. And also for yesterday, we had Randy Willett's funeral here yesterday at the church. So continue to remember Marie and the family as well. It's a, It's a good thing. How do I want to word this? It's a good thing to get the opportunity to do ministry, even when it doesn't go with your daily schedule. Amen. So, you know, getting to be down there and minister uh, to my family through my mom's funeral, being here for Marie and her family, that's, that's what we do as believers. Uh, we, we just do, and we, and we love on people. So I appreciate the church and the staff for that throughout this week. It makes, makes for longer weeks, but I feel like in the middle of those things, you, you also get revived because you're loving on people and you're sharing God's love with people so it also uplifts you during those times as well. So I feel uplifted today, and I know God's going to do some great things. I texted the staff this morning and said, push through the long week. let us I don't even know what I said. Let's lift him up and worship. He's going to show up today. I had a feeling. I got a feeling he's going to do some awesome things. All right? You with me? All right. I'm going to start today. A lot of you guys may or may not have known. My mom was a singer. I say sang her because she can belt it and a lot of you guys didn't get to hear that or see that because of her declining health over the years. She hadn't sung like you're about to hear in probably 15 years or so at least dad. So I wanted to play just a little bit of a clip. It's an older song um, and we do have a, a CD of like 12 or 13 songs of hers if you'd like to have one. It's very encouraging but just a lot of songs of faith that my mom sang. And I wanted to play one of those for you today. Uh, Theologically, I'm not sure a gospel ship is a real thing, but there was a song that was called uh, The Good Old Gospel Ship, or I'm going to take a trip on the good old gospel ship. Everybody heard that before? All my younger people are like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) mm-mm. But we're going to play just about a minute and 20, minute and a half of of a song my mom was singing because I just want to remember her and let you guys experience a little bit of her voice. Is that all right? Here it is. told you she can sing. So yes, mom bid this world goodbye, but she, we know where she is at in eternity right now. And I know for sure Jackson's with her as well. And they are celebrating big time and we are jealous of them down here. <laughs> but just a little clip of that. And like I said, if you want one of those CDs, I'd love to share mom's love of music and singing with you. Just let me know and we'll get you a copy of that. My sister's tearing up over there. Oh, in my niece. Hey, hey guys. She loved the Lord, and I'm so thankful for everything her and dad instilled into me. That's probably why, one of the reasons I'm up here today is because of my mom and dad and the love of Christ that they showed us as a family and raised us in. So, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Saturday peanut brittle making. Wednesday night, we were always in church, and that was normal. <laughs> that was normal. The world revolved around church, and everything else took a back seat. Just something to think about. As we cry out for revival, okay, last week, this is it. This is the last week of the series, A Cry for Revival. Uh, I've entitled, entitled or titled this week, Fall Fresh on Us. Fall Fresh on Us. A, a new wave of God's glory, God's spirit to fall on our church and to change us, and to reflect his glory in the midst of it. We talked about in week one the state of our church, in our, and not just Orchardville Church, but the state of the church in America, and how we need revival in our land. We, week two, we talked about humbling ourselves, which means get rid of the pride. Nothing's about you. It's all about him. Okay? Week three, we needed to pray after that. We need to pray, pray, pray. We have to become a house of prayer I am encouraged that we have we start out with maybe two or three on Sunday mornings from 9:15 or 9:15 to 9:40 in here praying for the service, praying for souls to be coming in, praying for revival to hit our church. And I think there were six or seven in here this morning. So, that's growing the hunger for prayer and wanting to be a part of that. It's it's every Sunday, 9:15 to 9:40, you can come in here if you're not in a Sunday school class. Um, you just come on in and have a time of prayer for God to move during our services and on our church. Okay? Then we talked about seeking his face, which means seeking his presence, Presence. seek his presence. And then when we do that, God starts to reveal things to us in our life that maybe are not lining up with the word of God and how he'd have us live our lives. We had to turn from our wicked ways. We need to repent. That's still a thing that has to happen. It has to happen for all of us every single day, repent. And then today, if we're going to do these things, we're going to see the Holy Spirit at some point fall fresh on us and revival break out in our church. All right, Acts 2. Let's go to Acts 2 to start out this morning. <clears throat> Acts 2, verses 17 and 18. Got a couple of new young men on the front row with me today. Not because they're in trouble, they're just trying to swing a deal with me. <laughs> Acts 2, 17 and and 18 says this, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my ma- men servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. And then if you go a little bit farther over to James chapter 5, verses 7 and 8, James chapter 5, verses 7 and 8. It says, Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. God did tell us in his word that he will pour out his spirit All over the place, on all flesh, in the last days. The latter rain falls for the purpose of gathering in the harvest. And as we draw closer to the coming of the Lord, it also means that we're in a season of the latter rain and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is going to intensify. That's a good thing. It's happening right now, if you've been paying attention much. uh, For those of you that scroll through your social media, seven hours a day, It's happening at Asbury College in Wilmore, Kentucky right now. But I want to tell you this morning that it's just not an Asbury College thing. It's a kingdom thing. And it's available to all of us. Okay? We don't have to travel somewhere else to experience what God is doing there. It's it's fine if you want to run down there and be a part of it. But he can... And wants to do it here. We need to understand that as well. He wants to do it here. You know how it started in Asbury? I was looking it up. On the morning of February 8th. Okay, so they're in their fourth day of just constant church. 24 hours of just worshiping, reading the word. Okay, they're they're still in it. A seemingly normal chapel service took place on February 8th. It included a message about confession and repentance. Now, I preached on repentance last week, and out of the 300 people that were here, a handful came up to repent. Maybe you did from your seat, but it's a whole church-wide thing that we need to do. Each one of us, me included, repent of anything in our life that is not of God that would keep him from moving the way he wants to move, okay? After the service was over, a group of students stayed behind to continue worshiping and praying. Then more joined them. And again, it's still going on this morning. They are reading scripture, they're praying, they are singing out, and they are sharing testimonies 24-7. Every day since Wednesday. Hallelujah. And some of us in here right now are thinking there is no way I could do that. I hope there's not many people saying that because whenever it hits here I don't want to miss it. I want to be in the middle of it. I want to be here as often as I can. And they've got I mean they've got people just rotating in as, as far as playing and singing and it's not I don't even know if they're really projecting it out that much to the sound system, no special lights, none of that stuff. They're just worshiping God. And it's still going. We need revival We need a fresh outpouring of God's spirit on us. And and with all the technology and the tools and and all the podcasts and everything else we can get to be closer to God right now, and that's great. I'm, I'm thankful for everything that we have. We don't really need any of that to have revival. It seems easier sometimes to just use everything that we have at our disposal To get closer to God or to learn more about Him, rather than just pressing into God and experiencing revival, if we'll just press in, if we'll just worship unhindered with our hearts abandoned, if we'll just do this, we can experience it as well. I want us to ignite our passion for God, for His Word, for worship, and for His Spirit. I want to ignite. I want. I want God to ignite a fire within us for all of that. And again, while these programs that we have and different things that we have may excite people, it's only the work of God's Spirit that ignites passion for God, for His Word, and for the things of the Spirit. John 6, 30, John six sixty It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. It's the Spirit who gives life. God desires greater glory to be released among His people. Rather than being satisfied with the way things are, we should press in for more. Do we have a great church? Yes. But we should press in for more and not be satisfied with what we have right now. There's more. I want to see uh, the gathering in of the harvest. I want to see every week you know when revival breaks out, unsaved people come. They are drawn to it. You are drawn to telling them about what's going on, which should be happening anyway. But something shifts when revival is happening and you want to tell people about it and you're going to see an increase in the harvest. People are going to be added to the kingdom in large numbers, far more than your typical Sunday morning or Wednesday night. The number of people that need to be saved, is it a small amount or is it a great amount? It's a great amount. I want to be a part of that harvest and seeing people come to the Lord. I want to see the church truly impacting the world as salt and light and bringing about transformation in people's lives. We are salt and light to the world. Is your salt shaker empty? Is your flashlight dead? We are the salt and light to the world. To the world. I wanna see us impacting those people around us. We all have our circle in life. We all have the people that we see on a regular basis in life at our jobs, at the grocery store, at gas stations. We have our own circle. We need to impact that circle. For God's glory. Be the salt and light. Now, did you know there can be hindrances to revival? I won't point you out. I'm just kidding, just kidding. But there can be hindrances to revival. There can be things that are trying to stop what God's doing. Uh, one of those things is ignorance to what God has in store for the church. And not, ignorance sounds like a mean word, but it's just a lack of knowledge. Okay? A lack of knowledge for what God has in store for the church. Some of us just are ignorant to it. We have uh, another hindrance could be misunderstanding of revival outpouring in the move of God. Another hindrance could be sin and worldliness. You come in here every week and your life is full of sin and you never repent and you never turn away from it. That's a hindrance to revival. How about a casual approach to the things of God? How about this one? Hindrance to revival, complacency. I'm satisfied with the way things are in this church, Rick. It's fine. No, it's not. There's more. We can press in and have more. Being lethargic or unwilling to pursue God in prayer until revival happens. Now, I'm not going to beat you up about this, but I've told you that the church is open in here in the sanctuary from 915 to 940 and I'm going to say this in the most loving way as possible, you can't tell me that only six or seven people in this congregation can find time to pray for 25 minutes. To spend time to see revival break out. Yes, I might have to sacrifice a little sleep. Yes, I might have to sacrifice a donut and a cup of coffee. But I'd rather see God move and revival break out than have those things. That's where we've got to get to. That we're hungry for it. How about another hindrance, indifference, no passion for the lost, no desire to see communities and cities changed. Now, if we're not seeing them change, then we're part of the problem. We can have an impact, again, on the circle, the influence of people around us. We can have an impact. How about busyness? Rick, I am sure too busy to be here four days in a row worshiping our Lord. And I know we're busy. We're busier now than we've ever been. But we, I just don't have time to pursue God. Baloney. <laughs> you do. There's some things that we can cut out in order to be closer to him. We know that. I know that in my own life. Hindrance also is discord, strife, or contention. People just want to stir things up. I'm tell- I've told you since the beginning, if you have a problem with something, come straight to me. Don't try to get a posse around you to help you. Just talk to me, and we'll figure it out. Okay. We don't need indifference. We don't need tension between people and I don't we don't have that. Don't get, I don't want to, you guys to feel like I'm talking about anything. Right now we're in unity. And that's a beautiful thing. And God honors that, okay? But don't let divisiveness or discord or strife come in between what God wants for us to see him do, okay? Um how about some characteristics or things that you can tell it's genuine revival? or we're having a, a visitation of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Matthew 7, let's go there. Matthew 7. Are you awake? All right. Matthew 7, 16 through 20. Here's some characteristics, because I'm not, I'm not in it to just stir some stuff up and, and try to make things happen, all right? There's going to be characteristics of a genuine revival, a genuine move of God. So what to look for or to test if something is a genuine work of God's spirit. When God's moving and doing things and revival breaks out, there's, there's something, things happen that you can't explain. Like I don't know why that person's foot just grew six inches and made them even. I don't know why, you know, I don't know why certain things happen. You can't explain them. You know you're in a genuine move of God because only God can do those things. It's nothing that we're doing. It's not. It's not about hype. It's not about how much I can jump around and click my heels together and clap four times and make you guys shout. It's not about that stuff. It's a genuine move of God, and you see the fruits of it. And also, characteristics is is we focus on exalting Jesus, not an individual. Now, I'm not. not I'm not knocking. So many people are wrapped up in celebrity Christians, and we put this on this, put people on this big pedestal, and we we think they are it. That's wrong. That's wrong. You got your priorities out of line. Focus on exalting Jesus, not a person, not an individual. Sound doctrine is another characteristic. The gospel, the cross, repentance, turning from sin. All those things go together. That's the stuff we're talking about. That's that's a characteristic of revival happening. Unity of the spirit at the heart of those being used. Again, not being divisive. Will everybody understand what God's doing? No, but that's not a reason to bring divisive device whatever. To bring somebody say the word for me. You could do it either. Sometimes you're not going to understand what God's doing. You're going to be kind of like, whoa, ah, oh. And that's okay. That's okay. You don't have to to try to splash water on the fire of God because you may not understand something in a moment. Again, talk. Ask questions. let's study together. All right? <laughs> Bringing people into intimacy with God is another characteristic of revival. Wholeness, Christ-likeness. We're going to see that. Lasting fruit of transformed lives, beyond what we might see in the church service or in our homes as revivals breaking on, breaking out. There's lasting fruit. Now, if you experience something in the church or you're saying you experience something in the spirit in the church and you walk right out of here and you are filthy and you're vile and you're evil and you're doing things opposite of God, there's a problem. Because there should be lasting fruit of what God's doing in you. People out there are going to see it. They're going to experience it as you walk by. They're going to see the glory of the Lord beaming off of you. If you're going out and being opposite of what God wants to do in your life and what he's doing inside of a service, then you've just been operating in the flesh and knock it off. (laughs) Okay? Can we have revival at Orchardville Church? Yes. That was about 50%. (laughs) Can we have a move of God revival at Orchardville Church? Yes. Yes. Be excited. First Corinthians 3 9. It says, For we are God's fellow workers. Revival is a work of God, but as we as people can prepare and we can pursue God for a mighty outpouring of his spirit. We are fellow workers with him. Alright? How can we how can the local church, how can we prepare ourselves to receive, to steward it when it's happening, and release that outpouring? Luke 14, 28 through 30. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish it? Lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. How can we prepare? We prepare as people, we prepare the people for this, and we pursue in prayer. We have to pray. Have to pray. Preparing people. Why we've been talking about 2 Chronicles 7:14 and covering that. We need to put away sin. Do you know there's sinners in this room right now? <laughs> we gotta put that stuff away though. And I know people come in with struggles and people come in with problems, but I'm talking about believers. That's what who God was talking to. Believers. Put away sin. Worldliness childishness, strife, competition. You know why many great revivals stopped over the years? It wasn't because people got tired. It wasn't because people's voices quit working. It was because of strife amongst the people that were a part of the revival. Kills it. It's over. Becoming Kingdom-minded. We are all one. We are, every single person in here, from me to the back row to the balcony, we're all one in unity, okay? It doesn't matter who God uses to do something. We're in unity. If he's using one, he's using all of us. Right. Focus on God's presence not programs and we've got some great programs we've got some great ministries but we need god's presence more than anything else in order for those ministries to run how they need to run and those programs to run how they need to run dwayne corbin just this morning sent me some encouragement heavens gates hell's flames director um working with him right now to try to get him down here for revival later in the year but he said the heart of ministry is the pursuit of god's presence. If we don't have God's presence in the things that we're doing, we're going to fail. And God's love's not going to shine through like it needs to shine through. Equip people to disciple new believers. Something we're getting ready to start here. We need to be doing that. Equip people to disciple new believers. Equip people to go and become carriers of this revival fire. There's got to be a boldness inside of you that says... What I'm experiencing in my church right now, I'm going to carry it to other people. I'm going to let other people experience it as well. I'm going to share it. Be ready to make changes to accommodate a move of God. Everything we do on a Sunday is never set in stone. We have to, we have to come up with our service and stuff like that. But if God wants to move, then everything changes. And what we had planned is gone. And we're in his moment, in his presence, and he does what he wants to do. That's how we're going to operate. Okay? Prepare the leadership teams. (laughs) I'm talking to you guys. You guys want them all to stand up if they're here today so you can see them? Yeah, let's have them. Deacons, finance team, go ahead and stand up. OC staff, go ahead and stand up if you're in here. Here's your leadership teams. Look around. If you have issues, take them to them first, then... No, I'm just kidding. This is our leadership team. Appreciate them. And to prepare the people, prepare leadership for a move of God, prepare them to step in, to go, to do anything that is needed. I hadn't told you guys yet, but... To go, to step in, to do anything that is needed, leadership teams. Okay, now let's hit on prayer. we got to pursue prayer. It's so important. I think some of the things we're seeing right now is because some people are praying. I, I know it. I don't think it. I know it. We're seeing things happen. We're seeing God move. We're seeing new people come into the church because we're praying for God to move. We're praying for God to draw people in so they can come to know him. I wanna encourage you to have personal prayer for revival. Personal prayer for revival, not just here, not just from that 915 to 940, but every day, personal prayer for revival in your life, in your family, in your home, in our church. And I also wanna call people to come collectively together and pray as well. In the altar times, if you don't come up, you don't have a need, guess what you can do while you're standing there? You can worship and you can pray. But Rick, sometimes they last 25 minutes, you can worship and you can pray. They're in day four of all day church in Kentucky. Okay, we can do this, we can pray, we can worship, we can talk to God. And I I love what God's doing over these last couple years that we're, we're slowly, gradually seeing things change. It takes a while to stir things in a direction and to follow everything that God wants us to do. It takes a little bit of time but I, I love the progress that we're seeing. I love the unity and the love in the church. I love to walk out of my office and hear noise in the hallways. I love that people stay after church to visit. I know we can pray longer because we can talk longer. <laughs> okay? I love that, though, after church. You know things are healthy and things are going well when people stay after church and just talk and visit. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Those of you that like to sneak out real quick, just stick around. Some good people here to talk to. Okay? Okay? Again, also, I think as we're praying, as we're pursuing this, that God's glory is going to be seen on all of our faces. Not, not grumpiness, not being disheartened, but his glory is going to be seen on us. Every genuine cry for revival is really, it's a, it's a cry for God's glory to be revealed, to, to, for it to, to be seen on us by other people. And I think that's, that's God's heart as well, his, for his glory to be revealed through his people here on earth. Isaiah 60, verses 1 and 3, 1 through 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. God's glory in the middle of revival will be revealed through his people. Psalm 63, one one and two. O God, you are my God, early I will seek you, my soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water, so I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. what's, What's a cry for revival? What's it look like? It looks like a person that is dying to get a drink, longing for water in a dry and barren land. That's how David expresses his hunger and thirst for God, and he longs to see God's power and glory revealed among his people as they gather together in the sanctuary. That's desperation. If you've ever been really thirsty, you know I have to think way back to like basketball practice for me in high school and running and running and running, thinking, when can I have a drink? We need that kind of spiritual hunger in us that we are thirsty for everything that God has for us, that we want to drink of that living water, we want to be in the midst of his presence. And we're hungry for it, we're thirsty for it, we're longing for it. God desires to fill his house with his glory. Haggai 2, 7 through 9, And I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. There's not only characteristics of revival that you're going to know that's going on, what it's going to look like, but there's also, and I hit on this a little bit earlier, there's an impact of the outpouring of God's spirit on the church during revival. There's fruit of revival. We're going to get a greater revelation of who God is as we're in his presence, as we see his glory fall in this place. And, and I'm not saying we've never seen it. I've, I, we've seen it. We've, we've touched into it. We've, we've grabbed a hold of it at times. But I'm talking about when it just hits and it overwhelms us, we're going to get a great revelation of who God is and just how big he is. We're gonna we're gonna get this revelation of spiritual truth. We're gonna get a new passion and a zeal for the Lord like we've never had before. How many remember when you first got saved? Do you feel the same way today? (laughs) Revival will give you this new passion, this new fire, this new zeal for the Lord towards the, the spiritual things of God. You'll want to walk in that every single minute of every single day. It'll be a fruit of revival breaking out. Again, increased gathering of unsaved people. I love that we're having some great altar time, but I love it even more if there were souls being saved in these altars. That people were coming to Jesus. That happens by us inviting. That happens by us sharing God's love with people. An increase. I'm being careful here. An increase in supernatural manifestations of God's Spirit. Things that you may not be able to explain. But I don't, I want to caution you as these things happen and we see God move, and sometimes we're like, whoa, what? How did he do that? Or what? Just know that God is God. We are not. And a lot of times he uses supernatural ways to do things that our mind can't even wrap around. And he manifests himself in ways that we may not understand. But as long as it lines up with the Word of God, he can do it. He can do it. And he works through mighty wonders, he works through miracles. Again, I've told you, I've said this, and I I keep saying it. You know, last week, Stephen Cletus, I didn't let him go. I I kept praying for him because, you know what, Rick? Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, that's the saying. I said something about on a Wednesday night, I think, about praying through. I might have said it on a Sunday, that we want to pray. And I I wasn't going to let Stephen leave this altar until I saw God start improving his situation. So I hit him three times with some prayer. (laughs) But I I, I long for the day... Where God's presence is so thick in this place, and I've told you guys that, but that people come in with crutches and leave without them. That people come in with walkers and leave without them. That people come in in wheelchairs and get up and walk. I, I long for that day. I'm hungry for that. Because I know that's how God wants to move. I don't say it to, and I, and I hope there's nobody in here that would not want that, would say, no, I don't want that. I don't want that in here. Because then you're saying you don't want what Jesus did as he walked this earth. You don't want to be, he's our example, who we're trying to follow, how we're trying to walk. As we're praying also and looking at fruit of revival and preparing people, there's going to be a transformation in your homes. You say, my home's pretty good right now, there's going to be transformation. When revival hits in your life, hits in our church, there's going to be changes in your house. That may involve, I'm not going to watch things we used to watch. I'm not going to listen to things we used to listen to because the glory of the Lord has revealed, and his presence has revealed to me, this is not right. And I'd rather stay in his presence than leave it for anything else. So things are going to change in your house. We're going to be equipping and sending out ministers To take the glory of the Lord other places. Maybe through missions. Maybe God's raising up people in this church right now, young people in this church that are going to be missionaries. We're going to be a part as the revival breaks out of sending those people out to do the Lord's work. Equipping them. Maybe it looks like Orchardville Church is going to plant some more places around this in Southern Illinois. I don't know. I know that's happened in the past. I'm just telling you, I don't know, but we need to be ready for whatever God wants to do, and we need to be ready to spread that fire everywhere we go. Now, there's some risk involved in this leadership. I know you're thinking, "Easy, Rick. Easy with all this talk. Easy with I need you to do whatever I need you to do." There's a uh, a risk as a as the pastor. For me to pursue, uh, for us as a church, the path of revival, there's a risk. What if people think you're wrong and they stop coming to church? That's a risk. What if people get tired and they're burned out and they need a lot of care or they just quit? That's a risk with wanting revival. What if the enthusiasm and passion for revival dies out among the people? That's a risk. What if nothing, here's the big thing, because God works on his own timeline, we understand that, a lot of us understand it more than others, okay? What if nothing happens in our church as far as revival goes after a year or two or three? I'm going to pray for it till the day I die. And I want you guys to do the same. Whenever God chooses to release it into our church, I'll be thankful. And I'm I'm praying for it right now. I want it to happen today before we leave this place. But if it happens a year from now, praise God. If it happens 30 years from now and I'm not here, praise God. Because we're praying for it. We're praying for it. What if your church gets branded as fanatics and Jesus freaks? Woohoo! I'm telling you right now, we need encounters with God more than anything else. And I, I've said this in the beginning. We can have a great church and everybody will be, oh, this was nice. And, oh, I love it. And, uh, but if we're not in having encounters with God and we're not seeing things happen and God move, then we just have a nice church. And the Holy Spirit isn't allowed to do what he wants to do. I don't want that. Okay? I mean, I do love the church. <laughs> I want to be here. I just want more. I want, I want more for us. I want us to press in. Okay. Amen. What if your motives as a leader start to get misunderstood and questioned? That's a risk I'm willing to take. What if God does send revival and is way beyond what you imagine and your world is turned upside down? Well, flip me over. (laughs) And it may look like that. When the glory of the Lord hits this place and we get in the season of revival, whenever that happens, our lives could be turned upside down. Yes. I'm tired of being comfortable. Pull me out of the comfort zone, God. Flip our lives upside down if you need to. And if any of this happens, or or I should say when it happens, and I I pray I'm around for it, then me and the leadership and you as a congregation, then we have to make a choice. And you're going to have to make a choice. Do you want church as usual? Rick, I'm not not ready for God to move like you're talking. I just want church as usual. I just want to have our regular programs. And I just want to keep slowly growing. And just eventually have this nice big church. Or are you on the side of, if you're on that side. Okay. I still love you. Or do you want to see God move. In and through our church in a way that resembles the book of Acts. A little quieter on that one. I want that. I want that for a church, and that's how I'm desiring to lead our church as God leads me. That I want us to look like the book of Acts. I want us to see people saved and added to the to the kingdom of heaven. I want to see signs and wonders and miracles. I want to see healings. I want to see all of that. I want to be a part of that. I don't want church as usual. So, we have that choice. Are we ready to see revival come? Are we ready to give everything to see revival come? Are we ready to be completely sold out in pursuing Him and the outpouring of His Spirit? Are you ready to give up all that you could otherwise enjoy like comforts and a nice little schedule and good ministry and pro- Are we willing to give all that up to have revival in our church? And when I say revival in our church, I mean from the little ones all the way up to the senior saints. Are you willing to go after this with all you have, making sure we have no regrets about how we serve the Lord? Are you willing to be consumed in pursuing Him, that everything else takes a back seat to God? Are you willing to fully empty of yourself, so you can fill yourself up with Him and release His will through you? Are here's a big one, and and I just mentioned this earlier. Are you prepared to pursue revival, even if it does not happen in your lifetime? That's a big question to think about. I'm going to go after God with everything I have, and I want the people of Orchardville Church, this is what each of us should say and think right now in our hearts, that we want to go after God with everything we have, and we want to pursue revival, and we want to do it even if it doesn't happen in my lifetime. Because guess what? As long as we're doing what we're supposed to do and we're honoring God, this church is going to be here long after we are. And if that revival happens 50 to 60 years from now and the glory of the Lord just falls in this place over the people that are here, I know you're probably not and it's not even a thing, but if we could, we'd be looking down from heaven and saying, yes, I prayed for that. Look at it, it's happening. It's happening. All right, I'll shut up. Praise team, come on up. I want us to get this so far down in our spirit in our hearts for crying out for revival that we will die trying to see it happen. And as I say that, it's nothing that, you know, as we're pursuing God and it's on his timeline, again, it's nothing that, we're just called to worship, be in the word, to pray, and as we're doing these things, God shows up. As you guys have been obedient over the last couple years, and you're giving, God's been blessing our finances. I mentioned this at the meeting that in the last two years we've been in the black. Praise God. Because we weren't, okay? So that's, that's just God blessing. us. you guys being obedient. As we are obedient in prayer, God will honor that. As we're obedient in loving each other, God is honoring that as we're obedient in encouraging our brother and sisters, what you guys have done for Sarah and I and our family over these last seven months, God honors that. The devil would have had me quit seven months ago. And I wanted to. Everything in me wanted to quit. But I believe God honors a faith that goes through the fire. He refines it. And he brings you through it. And that's the prom Those are the promises I hold on to in the midst of all we've went through. That God is still God. And that no matter what, I know no matter what now, no matter what the enemy throws against you guys in here, he can't stop God. It's easy to quit. It's easy to give up in the midst of difficulties. That's the easy way out. And that's what the enemy would love to happen to some people. But I promise you, I'm I'm promising you, as somebody that's went through some stuff, and my heart goes out to people that are going through stuff right now, the only way I'm making it through each day right now is by the strength of God, by the promises in His Word. I still cling to his word I still believe it I still operate in it and I'm not quitting the enemy's not going to take me out no matter how hard he tries because in my heart in my mind I've settled it that I'm I'm, I'm pursuing God no matter what and I know he's faithful he's faithful And, and some people say well he failed you Rick no he did not fail me He promised me that if I live my life for Him, surrendered to His Son Jesus, that I have a place in eternity called heaven. My son's in heaven. God didn't fail me. He didn't fail me. He had a plan for Jackson's life. He's got a plan for your loved ones that we may lose over the years. But I don't. I don't call. I don't look at that now and say you. have you failed me, God, because God doesn't do that. I cling to Him, and even even in things I don't understand, I cling to Him. If you guys will stand this morning. I'm trying not to ramble, but I'm just trying to let you guys know. And I started it off with this today that whatever you're facing, do not stop living. Do not stop serving the Lord in the midst of it. Because a faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. So I'm praying as we open up these altars. Just think about some of the things that God laid on our hearts today for crying out for revival. Some of the things that maybe in your life you still haven't repented of. Maybe some, some secret sin that's still going on. That you walk in here every week and you know, you know, you know, you know, even if nobody else does, that God's been telling you to get rid of it. If you're in the middle of a season right now where fear is crippling you, then you need to return to your source of strength. Come back to the love of God and let him help you through this. Turn it over to him. Let him have it this morning. And if we get to experience revival when we get to experience revival, it's not just going to be a season. I believe God wants to to reveal His glory to us and take us deeper and deeper into new levels in Him. I believe that with all my heart and I believe that as as we see things happening and God's glory is revealed and we see the salvations, we see the healings, we see the miracles, that that's going to become the new normal for Orchardville Church it's not going to be normal just to come in and have church. The new normal is going to be to see God encounter us and change people's lives every week. That's going to be normal. Father, right now we just come to you and we thank you for this morning. God, I thank you for every person in here. And God, I thank you for your faithfulness in the trials. I thank you for your faithfulness in the fires, God. And Lord, we've, we've all in here seen you move before in our lives, God. And like we sang earlier, you, we know you can do it again. But you've not changed. You are steadfast, God. And Lord, I pray right now, whatever is laying on people's hearts, whatever weighing them down right now, Father, that they would come. They would just respond to you. Your presence, your Holy Spirit that's stirring something in them right now, God. Nothing we're, we're doing, Father, nothing we're saying, but your Holy Spirit working through. Whatever it is, God, I pray right now they come to you where they respond. If they need salvation, they need to trust in Jesus this morning, I pray they come. If they've walked away like a prodigal son, Lord, I pray they come home. They come back to you today. Or if there's somebody that needs healing, Lord, let your Holy Spirit, let your power be shown in this place today, God. Lord, we just give this time to you. Lord, I pray we focus our hearts on you. We worship, we pray, we intercede on behalf of the people that are dealing with some things around us, even the things we don't know about, God, that we just start seeking your face right now, seeking your presence in this time of prayer. We just praise you and we thank you. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. a lady up here please pray with them share God's love with them